0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Untethered Live broadcast Coming to you straight from the internet. I'm your host, Jake Johnson, and this is the Deep End Bible study on a Monday night. We had a fantastic read Sunday night. It uh, went according to plan. I missed a couple things, but we'll go back over it eventually. Tonight, we're going to continue that trajectory into the book of Genesis, that first most important book of the bible that tells you all the stuff from beginning to end right in the first sentence you don't even have to read very far to get it all if you know what you're looking at (laughs) but it's a pretty long book so we're gonna get through it i do apologize if the video is skippy I am still working on the internet issue. This is an internet speed issue. It is not an issue with my software or my hardware. This is about the internet. And they are the only ones that can fix it. So I'm waiting on them to fix it. When they fix it, things will change. But until then, just, you just have to deal with the audio being good and pretend you're watching a still picture show. Pretend that my podcast is a slideshow and it'll be fine hello april welcome to the show how are you doing sweet love good to see you glad you're here i hope you enjoyed the show last night hope you got something out of it i tried that's not believe it or not as deep as i went last night that's only about a quarter of the way there's more lots more right there in that first couple of sentences i just didn't have the wherewithal or the quality of stream to do it the way I wanted to do it. So we'll have to go back over that another time. Hey, you're back, buddy Watts. Bubby Watts. What is that? Bubby Watts? Is that it? Did I say it right? Bubby Watts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Good to see you. I hope you enjoyed last night. I hope you're ready for some tonight. It ain't always this way. We do have fun too. Uh, Wednesday and Friday night, we just chill and hang out and play music and talk about whatever comes up. Totally nothing Bible-related. But on Sunday and Monday, we get serious. I think that's not too much to ask. That's a pretty fair trade. Mm. Breakfast of champions. Cigarettes and Mountain Dew. I tried to be a drinker. It just didn't work out. I tried to smoke pot. That didn't work out either. I really tried. I mean, I tried hard for like a year. I just couldn't do it. It just makes me stupid. And I don't like to be stupid. I like the idea of it, though. People that smoke pot, they always seem so laid back and so cool. I like that idea. It just don't work for me. I guess I'm supposed to be uptight and misanthropic. That's all right. It takes all kinds to make the world go round, and I'm happy with that. Oh, April's welcoming you in. Nice to see you. All right, we'll go to about uh, another two minutes, and we'll get started. Just give everybody a chance to get rolling in. Who's coming? It's a small channel, meager and meek, but i think we uh i think we touch some people my buddy m v t v keeps coming back he's a nice guy he he told me uh I believe it was uh two weeks ago he told me he said uh it took sixty years for a redneck musician to bring me back to the Bible. I took that as a big compliment. He said he wouldn't listen to anybody else, but he'd listen to me. Thank you. Thank you, MVTV. We got another guy that I hadn't seen in a while, Sepson, that he said similar things. He needs to come back. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I'm excited, though. There's a good good book we got coming. Hey, Diego, what's happening, brother? Good to see you. I loved the Bible study yesterday. Thank you, sir. I did, too. Can't wait for more, Jake. Well, it's like this. I'm waiting on them to fix my internet speed so that I can actually broadcast without having a skippy video, and then I'm going to change the format of the show, and it'll be more like that. What we did last night there'll be more of that and less droning on but i can't do all of that because you miss half of it because of the skippiness so we have to wait so i'm just gonna read and uh occasionally throw up some graphics here and there when it when it serves the purpose and as soon as they fix the internet we're going to get into some serious business I had not decided exactly how I'm going to handle it yet. I may just go right back to the beginning and start over. I don't know. Because when I get a, an appropriate speed that will allow me to put my show out, I'm going to broadcast it to everybody. I've got the software installed, and I'm ready to go to go to Spotify and iTunes and Google and Apple and all the other little uh, softwares that do podcasts. So I'm going to release an audio version and a video version, and it's going everywhere. So when that happens, I'll still be on YouTube. I'm going to go to Rumble eventually, but right now, it's all YouTube. Probably be on Facebook too. haw. Yes, it was very deep, and that's what it's supposed to do. Amen. Mm Mhm. Yep. When you're studying the Bible, you should, number one, enjoy it, and number two, learn something from it. And if you're not doing either one of those two things, you're doing it wrong, because it's a very, very interesting subject. You know what I mean? And uh, especially, there's like certain books... Like the key books, Genesis and Daniel and Revelations, uh, John, you know, there's, a, there's certain key books that really have the messages in it. You know what I mean? They're really the deep stuff. The rest of it is like history, you know, you're reading a history book. And there's a portion of this book that's like history. We're going to get up to the begats in a little while. I may just throw up a graphic and show it visually rather than read all the begats. You kind of need to know that if you're interested in how the families come together and who ends up being who in the future. But it's not necessary. It doesn't have anything to do with salvation or or God or anything like that. It's just a, a family tree is all it is. And that's what they call the key of David. If you understand the bloodline that goes from Adam to Jesus and who all is in that bloodline, then you'll understand that this entire book is about one family from start to finish. And that is fascinating. I'm very sleepy tonight. Ugh, the boys left. I'm sad. But they'll be back again. I missed them already. You understand that. Make you some coffee, slap yourself in the face a couple times, poke yourself in the back, and let's go. We got some reading to do can't be falling asleep on me now. (laughs) All right, let's go down. (coughs) If you got your Bibles handy, we are starting out in Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. That's where we were yesterday. That's where we are today. Let's see yeah there we go genesis 3 4 is where we'll pick up and it reads now remember we have found ourselves in the garden of eden adam and eve have been created adam has named all the animals and god has set them forth on their trajectory of life be here have a good time but don't touch that tree over there in the middle leave that one alone you touch that one you're going to die I'll be back. I gotta restart my computer. All right. But come on back. So God says of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're not allowed to partake of that. Don't touch it, don't taste it, don't look at it, don't think about tasting it. Leave it alone. It's bad for you. If you touch that tree, you'll surely die in that day. And so, they both agreed and went on about their life. Well, here comes a serpent slithering up into the garden. And where does the serpent go? To Adam? No. Goes to Eve. Why? Because Eve is trickable. Because women like to listen to things. So, the moral of the story is don't listen to snakes, ladies. Anyway the he starts off with the tired old trope It's tired old trope now but it, it was quite clever back then so god told you if you eat from that tree you're gonna die right Yea, hath god said is what the, the serpent said and he's agreed yeah god said don't touch that or i'll die serpent says no you won't die god lied to you what will really happen if you partake of that tree is you'll become wise, your eyes will be opened, and you'll know what God knows. You'll be like God, lowercase g. Well, that's a pretty tempting offer. I don't know very many people that would turn down such an offer, and nor did Eve. And so here we are. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You'll know everything. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat. And gave it also to her husband. And he did eat. Now, I want you to be aware of something here. This doesn't illustrate it in the book, but it's common sense. This is like read between the lines stuff. Eve was tricked into eating that of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam... Knew full well what he was doing and did it anyway. Why did he do it? Maybe he didn't want his wife to suffer alone. Maybe he was trying to be clever. Maybe he was in a weird kind of way trying to protect his wife. I don't know. I don't know what would make a man disobey God directly, but Adam knew he was disobeying God. Eve kind of got talked into it. Adam had no such luck. He just did it. And he partook. And instantly they understood. I don't think God intended us to understand. Sometimes ignorance can be bliss. And the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Hmm. Why do you reckon they did that? Did they sew face masks together where they put the fruit in their mouth? No. They sewed fig leaves together and covered their private parts. Why did they do that? Because that's the part of them that was soiled, and they didn't want God to see. That's why. Nice guy, huh? Okay. I'm completely and utterly convinced by that. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the gardens in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now, why are they hiding? They're hiding because they've done screwed up and they know it. And they know that God is looking for them. And they don't want to admit what they just did. Now, what did they just did? We'll get into that. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? Adam, where you at? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee thou wast naked? Who told you you were naked? Where did you get that information from? You didn't know about that yesterday. You didn't care about that yesterday. Why today are you afraid of being naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Ah, just like a parent, go right to the truth. Kid ain't got a clue what's coming next. Where have I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman that you gave me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. Adam just threw his wife under the bus. He didn't say, yes, sir, I ate from the tree and I've messed up. He didn't say that. He didn't take responsibility for his actions. He blamed it on her. He's not wrong, but that's not man behavior. The woman whom thou gavest me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Interesting that. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? What did you do? So the woman blamed the serpent. The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now, this word beguiled translates very specifically to the Greek word expatio, although this is in Hebrew. And in Hebrew, it translates to a very specific word, which I can't remember. But I can remember the meaning of the word. It means to be wholly seduced. And the word seduced can only be translated to they had sex. Oh, did I just blow your mind? What, they didn't eat an apple? Apples don't grow in that region. Well, what could it have been? Maybe a pomegranate? Well, yeah, except for the fact that God uses terms like fruit to symbolize fertility. So the fruit that they ate thereof was sex. And the seed is sperm. So what happened, the reason they covered their private parts with fig leaves and not their face, because they put in the food in their mouth, and then they lied out of their mouth, so you'd think they'd cover their mouth, right? No, they covered their private parts. Why? Because they were soiled. Because they had a threesome with a snake, metaphorically speaking. And that's why God's upset here. Because Adam is supposed to know Eve, and they're supposed to have a child, and that child is supposed to be, without, with lack of a better word, Jesus. And everything is supposed to be perfect. Well, here's the problem. The serpent got in there and twisted that plan around and caused problems. Now Eve is pregnant. We'll get into that. She's pregnant with paternal twins. They have the same mother, but they have different sires. Now you think, is that possible? Does that happen? Well, not so much anymore, but it did happen. It has happened. There is medical evidence of it happening. Dogs do it all the time. And back when our DNA was perfect and not a copy of 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 a copy, our DNA was strong enough that we could do it too. We could even have virgin births at certain moments. That's called parthenogenesis. Look it up. It does happen. It has occurred. Mostly in animals, but it has happened in people before. Here we go. And the Lord God said unto the serpent... Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, and upon thy belly shalt thou go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of your life. Well, that's interesting. I thought he was a serpent, meaning a snake which means he's already on the ground squiggling around and eating dust, right? Guess what? This serpent had legs and arms and apparently a penis that was quite pleasant to the eye. So uh, now he's a snake. Notice they don't use the term snake. They use the term serpent, which is usually uh, reserved to describe dragons which have feet. And i will put enmity between thee and the woman what what does that mean enmity well that's sin or or more specifically uh trouble you know a troubled life cursed always messing up always doing the wrong thing always getting in trouble enmity between the snake and the woman how's that possible And between thy seed and her seed. What does that mean? When did seed come into this? Well, when he shot his load in her, I would imagine, because that's the seed he's talking about. See, she's pregnant right now. And her baby is the devil's, not Adam's. She has a a pregnancy of Adam but there's the seed in there that is mingled with Adam's seed, and now she's been pregnated by two different sires at the same time. That's what this phrase means. enmity between thy seed and her seed. Her seed being her egg and the, his seed being his sperm. You got it. Okay. And then this unusual phrase. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. What? Are we talking about Jesus? Yes, because Jesus will defeat Satan by a mortal head wound. If you read in Revelations, Antichrist receives a mortal head wound before he comes back. And then ultimately, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire. So in that sense, he will bruise his head. But the devil caused the crucifixion by riling up the crowd and getting them excited about releasing Barabbas to the crowd and crucifying Christ, regardless of the fact that he did nothing illegal. (coughs) So he, in essence, has bruised Christ's heel by piercing it with a nail. That's what he's talking about here. Unto the woman, he said... I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Are we talking about conception? Is that proof of what I said is true? Why, if they ate an apple, would she have trouble conceiving? Huh. That means that it's going to be painful to bear children. And that she's going to have a period every month. That's what sorrow is. That's the reference. Conception is clear. Hey, nice guy, settle down. I'm trying to study the Bible here. Help me out. Help me out and pay attention. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Well, why is that? Well, because she clearly can't make good decisions on her own. She clearly has mistaken her place in the world and has decided to have sex with a snake. Well, now, because of that, she will desire her husband and he will rule over her. But in sorrow, that means in blood, shalt thou bring forth children. So apparently before this, children would just pop right out of there with no trouble at all. So now, it's painful. Nine months of agony. But he's not done yet. Then he turns to Adam, who knew full well what he was doing. So who's got the worst punishment here? Women or men? Let's see. And unto Adam he said... Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles it shall bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken; for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Okay, let's unpack that. Yep. So, he says to Adam because you listened to your wife and did what she told you to do even though you knew it was wrong now the ground will not yield its fruit to you automatically like it does in the garden remember they were in the garden and the mist came up from the ground and watered the trees and they bore their fruit and they could just pick a fruit off the tree and eat it now he's got to till the ground now he's got to break up the clay and the hard rocks with pickaxes and plows and horses. and Now he's got to work to make a garden grow. It don't just happen automatically. That's curse number one. And in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all thy life, all the days of thy life. That means in blood. That means blood, sweat, and tears that he'll have to eat. Of the ground and deal with thorns and thistles and weeds. If you've ever planted a garden and tilled it you know what I'm talking about. It's hard to provide a clean area for fruit or, or vegetables to come up through the ground and grow and then you have to deal with ants and critters and all kinds of things to keep keep your uh, vegetables safe so that they can grow to terms so you can eat them. This is not an easy process. Farming is very hard. And thou shalt eat the herb, and of the sweat of thy face, thou shalt eat bread. That means that now you got to eat bread. They didn't eat bread in those days. Vegetables and seeds and fruit was enough. That's what they ate. Total vegetarians. But now they have to eat other things to stay alive. They need that culture to keep their guts working and you know all the trouble that we have today is because of this sin diabetes is directly related to what happened in the garden of eden just so you know and then he says the most egregious thing to adam he says from out of the dust thou was taken and out of the dust shalt thou return you see before this moment adam was immortal he didn't die Nobody did. That was the time for immortality. God placed us in the garden and wanted us to live there forever in these bodies. But because of that sin, now we have to die. Well, let's see how they fare with these new circumstances. Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living there's two people in the bible in the bible who have had this title by the way the first was eve and the second was noah's wife why because after the world was destroyed she became the mother of all living but through adam and eve came all of the people that survived on now you see this is one of those things that people question call it a mistake in the bible this is a contradiction because god said adam and eve were the first and that they're the mother of all living well if that's true where did black people come from remember back in genesis 1 1 when we read and he created mankind on the sixth day he created male and female but on the eighth day he created adam adam is a specific bloodline All of this six-day creation included mankind. People were here. They were here long enough to build cities because when Adam's firstborn grows up to be about 18 years old, he goes out to a city and finds a wife. So they've at least been here that long. Understand? Long enough to build cities and flourish. Mankind was here. But on the eighth day, God created Adam, which is a specific bloodline. He is of the Adamic race, meaning the bloodline that would produce Jesus Christ and the mother of all living. And that's because during the flood, a couple thousand years later, everybody died except for the Adamic race in Noah. Noah is related to Adam directly. You understand? So, in effect, Eve is the mother of all living because when the flood happens, everybody on earth dies except for who's on the ark. And they're all Adamic. They're all of the same family. Eve's family. So where did black people come from? The ark was filled with two of every flesh, seven of everything clean and two of everything unclean. Understand? That includes people. All right. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothes, and clothed them. So now they have to wear clothes, because now they know they're naked. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is come as one of us to know good and evil, And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden to till the ground from whence he was taken. What did that mean? That there's two trees in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. April. Take this guy out, please. Thank you. You see, Adam and Eve already partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, if they were to partake of the tree of life with the knowledge of good and evil, they would be mortal and live forever with the knowledge of good and evil and and, and, uh, corrupt everybody. So God banished him from the garden so they wouldn't have access to the garden, of Good, uh, the garden of Eden. So they were never allowed back in the Garden of Eden after this. So they lost a lot because of the sin they committed. But just listen to the desperation in God's voice here. Listen to the concern. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. Who is he talking to? Remember in the first verse where we talked about the Trinity? God is, uh, Elohim is plural. There's more than one deity involved in God. God is a Godhead, but there's three entities that's Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. How does that work? I don't know. But that's what it says. It's very clear. He's become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat. That means to partake in the tree of life the same way he partook in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And live forever like a god. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he came. He sent him to become a farmer and refused to allow him back in. Hey Caucasian, what's happening? We all have been that type, Caucasian. The difference is, as we grow up. So he drove the man out, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims, that's plural, that's more than one cherub, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So in other words... Now there are guards with a flaming sword that you can't defeat because it turns every different direction. So you can never go to the Garden of Eden. It is off limits. It's closed. You understand? And Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bare Cain. Cain. Now, this is going back a ways. They've already knew each other. That's happened in the garden. This is just recapping that. They knew each other, and here comes Cain. And she said, I have begotten a man from the Lord. Interesting that. That's not the Lord's son. She's saying, thank God i was been given a male child. That's what she means. And she again bear his brother abel and abel was a keeper of sheep but cain was a tiller of the ground now take note of this word again she again bear his brother abel that means at the same time she did cain and then she did abel that makes them twins they were born at the same time to one pregnancy they are paternal twins. They have the same mother but different sires, as mentioned earlier. And then it jumps ahead to their groan and tells you what they do for a living. So this is just an encapsulation of who they are, right? It happened, they're born, and this is what they became. But the specific thing in this sentence is the word again, which tells you that they were born at the same time. And in process of time, it came to pass. That means over the eons, it happened. That Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now, this is uh, very important because this isn't what God asked for in a, in a sacrifice. God doesn't want your vegetables and your weeds. He wants the first lamb spotless and blemishless, perfect young, ready to be eaten. It's the blood that covers the sin. That's the sacrificial way. But Cain brings vegetables, or fruit, whatever it is he he grew. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. That The firstling means the firstborn, and fatted calf means, you know, or fat calf. And the Lord had respect unto Abel unto his offering, but unto Cain his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. He had a temper tantrum, folks. Why? Because he thought he should be good enough. He didn't feel like he should have to try any harder than he was trying. He brought something that should have been sufficient. It wasn't what God asked for, but hey, I brought something. At least I tried, right? Why should I have to do what you tell me to do? This is age old. This is what all teenagers do. (laughs) And the Lord said unto Cain, God's trying here. He's trying to communicate. Why art thou wrath or wrath? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted this is what God is telling Cain if you do what I told you to do if you do good wouldn't I accept your offering why are you upset you knew when you brought me that garbage that I wouldn't accept it because that's not what I asked for you knew that so why are you upset you're getting what you knew you would get with the actions you knew you were going to take And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and shalt thou rule over him. That's a weird statement. What he's saying is, is, if you do bad, you get bad. If you go out in the world and act corrupt and steal and cheat your way through life, it'll propagate into a whole manner of things. That are bad against you look at the world we live in today is a product of our behavior you understand when people go out and riot in the streets people on the other side of that react and when they do people get hurt and things get boarded up and rights get taken away and a lot of things occur because of that single action So what he's saying here is that the sin that you propagate into the world will end up ruling over you if you do bad. It's not a good thing. You should always strive to do good. Always strive to do what's acceptable. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And why did he do that? Because he was jealous. He was jealous because god favored abel who was adam's son by the way not the devil's son cain really shouldn't even be here yeah by the laws of man cain was the rightful heir but by the laws of god he was not because as i'm explaining to you now cain is not an heir of adam jesus said to a man in in the market you were of your father the devil that's in matthew mark luke and john somewhere but who is he talking to he was talking to a kenite a kenite is a descendant of cain right so that's how you know that's the verification that what i'm saying is correct cain was not adam's son Cain is not in Adam's genealogy, which we're going to get to shortly. Probably next week, I don't know. But he's not there, because he's not Adam's son, which means he is not the heir of anything. Only outwardly does it look that way. If you get into the interesting stuff, then you find out. Cain is also the first murderer, and the first liar, and the first sinner. No, he's not the first sinner. His, his his father was the first sinner and his mother. But he is the first liar and the first murderer. And he kills his brother out of jealousy and out of strife because he ain't good enough. He doesn't measure up. This is age-old stuff here. This is sibling rivalry at its highest. And here it shows its ugly head. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And what did Cain do? Did Cain fall to his face and start worshiping God because he spoke to him? No, he smarted off to him, which tells you that this is a regular occurrence. This is not something new. He's used to God popping up and speaking to him. That's why he has the comfort to smart off to him. And what does he say? I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? I ain't got no idea where he's at. Do I look like a babysitter? That's exactly what he said. And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. God knew when he asked Cain where his brother was, what had happened. God doesn't miss anything. What has happened here is God tested Cain. And Cain failed. Rather than admitting what he did, he lied and got smart-mouthed. So God says, what have you done? Cain killed his brother. Would you just let that sink in for a minute? Imagine killing your sibling. He didn't beat him up. He killed him. He's dead. He won't be here anymore. The plan was for Adam and Eve to have children who would become perfect. Satan is quite conveniently ruined that plan it's going to take two thousand years to bring the bloodlines back in order for the bloodlines to be perfect enough for christ to be born that's how long it'll take that's how much interbreeding has to go on and god will pluck people out and send them to certain places and introduce them to certain people and have them marry and he will build a nation just to get this bloodline back in line because of Abel being killed, now Seth has to carry on the bloodline because Cain is not Adam's son. So they have to have another child, Seth, to carry on this bloodline, which should have came through Abel. And if he, if it had, it would be perfect. But the devil intervened. And so God speaking to Cain says... And now thou art cursed from the earth, which hath opened up her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Listen, it's pretty rough that you could try all day long and not grow anything. That's pretty rough. So what God is saying to Cain is because you've done this thing, I'm going to take away your ability to grow. And that's what he did, remember? He grew fruit and vegetables. Now he's not going to be able to prosper. He's going to have to learn another trade. And he's not going to have a home because God said, A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth, meaning a homeless person. He's going to have to roam from town to town like Cain, Kwai Chang Kang, solving crimes with his kung fu. That's all he can do now. Go away. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Well, you didn't think about that when you were slaughtering your brother, did you? Well, now you're going to have to deal with it because that's the punishment you got. But I'll give you one more caveat. I'll help you out even once again. Even though you're a murderer and you've ruined my plans, I will make your life a little easier, says God. Behold, thou hast driven me out of this land, this day from the face of the earth. And from thy face shall I be hid That's hell, by the way. Anytime you're separated from God is hell. So know that Cain has to live his life without the presence of God. And to make matters worse, I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Well, you didn't think about that when you were slaying your brother, did you? Now you're worried about being slain? What's good for the goose is good for the gander, young man. Well, God says, and I tell you what, Cain, you're right. Everybody's going to want your head for what you've done. And everywhere you go, somebody's going to find you and kill you. You're right. So I'm going to place a mark on you that will tell people to leave you be. And the Lord said unto him, therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And what does that mean? What kind of mark? Hmm. Don't know. Could be anything. It certainly isn't that God made him black. That's not it. All you got to do is look at the first lynching you come to, and you know that's not true. Because God said, anybody that slays him, I will revenge on him seven times the vengeance of what he does. That's seven times the murder of Cain. That's a pretty rough sentence. So nobody wants to kill Cain now. And just to make sure they know it's him, God marked him. I don't know what that means. If he put a mark on his face or if he put a glow around him or whatever he did, he covered up so that Cain couldn't be killed. Now, Cain grows on up has many children and they become city builders and they build walls and and structures. And that's what his sons did from thus forward until they became scribes later on down the road. Scribes are the people that record things. All right, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, on the east of Eden. The word Nod means to wander. This can be taken one of two ways. It means he's wandered through the desert, you know, through the wilderness, wherever he could go, or there's literally a town called Nod that he went to, and I tend to think that's the case because he finds a wife in Nod. But the word nod means to wander in Hebrew. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Now, this is not the same Enoch that will be seventh from Adam but it's the same name. And unto Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begat Mehulajil, or Mehujel, sorry. Some of these names are not going to come out of my mouth the way they should. And Mehujel begat Methusel, and Methusel begat Lemach, and Lemach took unto him two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the other was Zilla. She was the first bride Zillah, by the way. Yeah. And Ada bared Jabal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents and such as have cattle. So, in other words, they were cattle herders, they were cowboys. They lived on the range and played uh camp town races to the skies above the great divide and all that that's them zilla she also bare tubal an instructor of an every artisfer in brass and iron and the sister of tubal was namah now tubal was the first mason this is where the mason tradition comes from from that guy so now you know This tradition has been here for thousands and thousands of years and it's still here today. Tubal Cain was the guy who invented it. And he was an artisopher in brass and iron. What is an artisopher? That's an artist who builds things in brass and iron. And he instructed that. And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. So this means Lamech went out into the world and among his travels, he come across a uh, probably a grifter of some kind, a young boy, and he tried to take Lamech and Lamech killed him. But now he's worried. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, seventy and sevenfold. In other words, he's worried God's going to get him because he killed somebody. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore him a son, and called his name Seth. For God, she said, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. This is the proof positive of what I was talking about earlier. Abel is the seed that should have brought forth Adam's bloodline but because he was taken from this world by Cain who was corrupted by the devil now Seth has to take up that challenge and by the way it's going to take a long time to get that bloodline back to where it was with Abel. And when it gets back to where it was with Abel that will be in the Personage of a young girl named Maria or Mary. Mary was not a young 14 year old hottie that God took a liking to. He liked her because her DNA was perfect. You see, her father was a king and her mother was a priestess. That's of the tribe of Levi. Her father was of the tribe of Judah. So a full blooded Jew and a full blooded Levite, Mary, And they have a child who is 50% Jew and 50% Levi. That's perfect blood. And her son would be the king of kings and the lord of lords or the priest of priests. You see where the bloodlines come together and how that works? That's why God chose Mary. Because she was the only one that fit that bill. And to Seth... To him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Then? Well, quite some time has passed since the Garden of the Eden days. Remember, these people lived to be 900 years old or so, so a few hundred years have passed. Don't know exactly how many, but enough that they have stopped calling on the name of God and now they've begun to call on Him again. Mm. Always figured it was acne. Hey, that is a mark. Yeah. Here is the title of the book. This book, this is the book of the generations of Adam. That means that Adam wrote this. How do I know that? Because that's how they titled books in those days. In all books that begin with that type of sentence, this is the generation of such and such, that person wrote this book. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. Now, this word man, again, is eth ha adam. That is a specific man. The man, Adam, Adam. To show blood in the face, to be ruddy-complected. In other words, Adam was a redhead. But that's what it means. And then he follows it up with male and female created he them. So, man... Adam was made in the image of God. Male and female were made in the image of male and female. See, all the, all the souls were created at one time. And then he made man in our image. Adam in God's image. You in your image. Me in my image. Them in their image. Understand? And blessed them and called their name. All of them. Collectively. Adam, which means mankind, in the day when they were created. So Adam is not only Adam's name, but it also has a meaning, and that's the meaning man, mankind. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. Why did he say that? Well, because Cain was not after Adam's likeness because Cain was not Adam's son. That's why this is specified here that Adam finally begot a son that was his. They didn't count Abel because he was murdered. He didn't live anymore. He never had any children. So this man, Seth, is after the likeness of Adam. Finally, now we can get down to business. And the days of Adam after he begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begot sons and daughters all through that time they're not important because they're not part of the story so you won't ever hear their names most likely unless it's in the genealogies and all the days that adam lived were 930 years and he died he almost made it methuselah status methuselah is the oldest man recorded he lived 965 years and died that's a very long time. And that's where we're going to stop for today. We'll pick up next Sunday, 5-6. Where we'll find out how it works. Oh, don't freeze up on me. You're going to freeze up on me, aren't you? <sighs> Always five six don't forget that five six Mm. i hope that was inspirational and taught you a thing or two i hope that it uh made you feel good and tickled your fancy Won't you do me a favor and hit that subscribe button and press the bell icon so you get notifications of when I'm going to be online and when my new videos drop. Smash the like button. It's free. It's effortless. It's right in front of you. It takes no work at all. It really does help the channel with the algorithms and it helps us get recommended to other people. So do that, won't you? Share this video with those that you love. Better yet, share it with somebody you don't love. Bring them into our family. Make them part of the fold. Be part of their solutions, not part of their problems. Leave comments down below and let me know what you're thinking about. Question me, curse me, bless me, challenge me, confront me, conform me, drink my Kool-Aid. Drink your own Kool-Aid as long as you're thinking critically, that's what I want. Critical thought coming from that brain of yours. And hey! If you love the Word of God and you can see the value in what I'm trying to build here and you'd like to be part of that, you'd like to help out in some way, or if God makes you feel like you should send your tithes, offerings, or love offerings to the place where you're taught, or if you'd like to just pat me on the back and say, Hey, nice job, Jake. You can do that. You can support this channel by going to PayPal and go to paypal.me slash jakejohnsonband. paypal.me slash jakejohnsonband. Or if you use Cash App, you can go to Dollar Sign Jake Johnson Band. Dollar Sign Jake Johnson Band. Every little bit helps. It's a win-win. It's a blessing for me. But it's a blessing for you too. We live in a reciprocal universe. You know, knock and it shall be opened. Ask and you shall be answered. Give and you shall receive. These are words from Christ so you know they're true. I am grateful and I will do everything in my power to be worthy of that support. And with that, I will take your questions and comments. How's it going? Did you learn anything? Do you want to learn anything? Do you have any questions? I have answers if you have questions. Lovely day, isn't it? It's a nice Manic Monday. Just another Manic Monday. Ah, 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 ah. All right. April, what'd you think, sweetheart? Did you get all that? (sighs) Hello, mother. Hello, fighter. What you doing? I don't know, but I feel better. Maybe I should get my therapy from writing a letter. this thing on ah everyone please hit the like button we appreciate it love you all thank you so much thank you very much april i always like it when you cheerlead makes me feel good inside Here you go. Just for you. BJ, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. I got my own theme song. I've been a good dog. BJ, Kibbles friend. and bits and bits and right bits. Put a little kibble in my bowl. If if I I die Say it loud, say it proud B-J. all right, been a while since I did that. That's just for you mm. did you enjoy the show? Did you get something out of it? I did. I always love teaching Genesis. It's my favorite book. It's also the most boring book because of the begats. But we got to get through it one way or another. I might just do a visual representation of it, do it all at one time. Boop! here they are. Look at that. Pause and get a screenshot and you can trace the bloodlines out for yourself. I might do that. I haven't decided yet. I don't even know if I can find a visual representation of all the bloodlines. I'll have to do some looking. I'm sure if it's been done, though, it's out there, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's ever traced out the bloodlines. I guess I need to take up another hobby and start making graphics. I got so many need for graphics, and so few reference or, or um so few uh, places to get graphics can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Resources. That's the word I was looking for. I have no resources for graphics. I could be blessed with an artistic friend who likes to make graphics. That'd be nice. Or somebody that likes to make clips. That'd be nice, too. I've said it before and I'll say it again, if anybody wants to start a channel and make clips of my stuff, you keep all the revenue as your channel. You can do with it as you will. You can use my content as long as you make clips, little short clippets and name it Untethered Live. You can keep all the revenue for your channel. Mine has been horrid. Your what? Your day? That was great read. Five out of six all. What does that mean? Oh, five, six. That's where we stopped at. I got you. Very strange. What is... Tell me what you're talking about there, Caucasian. I don't know what you're you're referring to. Yeah, I love Genesis, though, April. It's my favorite book. I love teaching it. It's my first time ever teaching it. But I love doing it. I've taught it to myself, though, for years, so... I spent a lot of time in that book, Genesis, because I wanted to know. I hope nice guy comes by Wednesday. Well, I hope he does, too. And I hope that uh, Bubby Watch comes by also. Amen. Enjoyed it, Jake. I love the way you explain. It's great to have insight. Much love, truly. Thank you, dear. I appreciate you. And much love to you, too. And I'm glad to be of assistance. It's nice to know I count somewhere in the world. Yeah, I hope all the people that were here today come back Wednesday. It'd be nice when I actually get to talk to them and get to know them a little bit. And I apologize if I hadn't spent much time with you guys. Reading is hard to keep focused on. But I do try to make up for it in the Q&A. So you have a new fan. That's excellent. I got several new fans. channel grew a lot this week. Hello, I wish we were Sunday. I wish it were Sunday. Why? Why do you wish it were Sunday? It will be next week. Are you saying you wish it were Sunday because you'd still have the boys there? Is that what you're saying? I understand that. I feel that way every Thursday. That's when I get to see my boy. You're welcome. We must be on a serious lag here. That will also be fixed when my internet speed gets fixed. It should be about 10 seconds, and right now it's about two minutes. Of the lag. So I apologize for that. Loving it all. Feed Jake. Woohoo. Thank you, April. Yeah, I think Bubby Watts is legit. I think he's a nice guy or a nice girl. I don't even know. But uh, they seem to be interested. They were here yesterday and they came back today. So that's good. Hopefully we can keep them around. We need more folks like that. We need more Diego's. We need more Aprils, more Sasquatches, more Kevins. Let's take a double helping all of them. I forget what we're up to right now, something like 170, somewhere in that area. Let's see, 166 according, 169 respectively. Hmm, you can make your own graphics, well you try that with a full-time job and a full-time podcast, it takes time to make graphics, and I probably will make my own graphics, probably have to. I would use two old accounts with a mob of new ones. Hmm. I've only got the one. I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to think about more than one account. (laughs) I technically have two accounts. I have an account and a page, if that makes any sense. Or a channel, rather. But I don't do anything with the other account. It hadn't done anything since we started the podcast. It still has four subscribers, and that's probably you guys. OBS. Now I've lost the thread. I have no idea what anybody's talking about. ba da Uh, I ate a whole box of cereal today. I hadn't had cereal in a couple of years. So I went out and I bought a box of cereal and I devoured it. Your chat is way behind. Yes, I know. I'm trying. I don't have time to, Jake. And Sasquatch does good with shorts. Yeah, but he don't have time to either. Nope. I'm going it alone. Uh-oh. We got ourselves a, a sports update with Kevin Cobb. Saturday, the Georgia Badass Bulldogs beat the Oregon Zero Ducks, 49 to 3. Go Dogs. That's a good sports update. Go Dogs. It's like 4 minutes behind. Damn. Well, that's terrible. No wonder I can't keep up with the conversation. Well, all right then. I'm going to bed. I love you guys with all my heart. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. I appreciate you all 100%. I think about it all the time. You guys are the reason for what I do. So thank you for that. Do me a favor when you go out into the world tomorrow. Be nice to somebody. Just be nice. Help an old lady across the street. Give a bum a dollar. Buy somebody a sandwich. Help a friend move. Whatever it is you do. doesn't matter what it is. Just go out of your way to be nice to somebody and watch it change your life. I promise you it will. It will. It does every day. Anytime you let your inner light shine, you prove that God's words are true. Do that and it'll change you. It'll change the people around you too because they want what you have. So take care of yourselves and don't do anything I wouldn't do. And uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. We'll have a little fun. And we'll be out there singing, Just Another Manic Monday. That's a good song, April. My channel grew a lot, too. Well, I'm not jealous. My channel's growing. I can't wait. I'm just about to put it out all over the world. I just got to get this internet problem fixed. And when that gets fixed, it's on like Donkey Kong. So, uh, anyway, I'm out of here. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being you, and thank you for hanging out with me, and thank you for watching. Have a great night.